afternoon, CoveyCast listeners. This is Leslie Jane Seymour, the founder of Covey Club and of the CoveyCast. And I am so excited to be here today to tell you we have a fabulous interview with the wonderful Diane Flynn, wonderful program for bringing women of a certain age back to the workforce. She does it out of Silicon Valley, so it has a little bit of a techie West Coast feel to it. There's so much that you can access online from her at RebootAxel.com. She will give you the spelling of that because I'm screwing it up every time I do it. I'm a terrible speller, just in case you didn't know. And she is just a, an amazing reinventor herself. And she has a package of reinvention tools for you that is available for free. And even if you are already working, some of those tools will be helpful to you. So. I'm excited about this interview and we will start. So I'm so glad this morning we have Diane Flynn of Reboot Excel on the line. And I'm so excited because we're actually going to get together and see each other in May. So it's even more exciting. So how are you, Diane? Good to talk to you this morning. I am great. Thank you, Leslie. And yes, we're so excited to host you here in beautiful, sunny California on May 8th in the evening. So uh, I think we're going to do a Facebook Live. Uh, so hopefully listeners can listen in to our, uh, our chat about reinvention after 40. Perfect. And so that'll probably be your time. Give us a West Coast time so people can plug into their brain. Yeah, it's at six o'clock. The, the event is 5.30 to 7. I think you and I will start talking around 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific okay. time. 6 p.m. Pacific time. Great. So we and we will put it out there so everybody can learn about when we're going to be doing our Facebook Live and talking about how you can reinvent yourself, even if you've been out of the workforce for a very long time. So, Diane, since that is your expertise, let's jump right into it. And you are a reinventor yourself, so maybe let's start there. And just sure. give us a, a quick background of who you are and what you did professionally and how what led you to this reinvention. Yeah, I, uh, let's see, worked at the Boston Consulting Group back in the 80s, uh, went to uh, get my MBA. After that, I came out to Electronic Arts for about a little over a decade. And there I did uh, marketing, sales, business development, helped launch our new education, well, they called it edutainment at the time, educational entertainment okay. with Sesame Street and Schoolhouse Rock and, and some of those uh brands. And then uh, in the, let's see, late 90s, I had two toddlers at home. I had a husband who was traveling all the time and I was traveling and it just did not feel sustainable. And at that time, it, there were two options for me. It was all in or all out. <laughs> and uh, there wasn't a lot of this great flex, flex and remote and you know, uh, part-time opportunities that we're seeing more of today, which is exciting. But anyway, I chose at that time to go all out. And that turned into a 16-year, we call it pause, um, where I had a third child. I did a lot of volunteer activities. Uh, and then about 
almost four years ago, I had an opportunity to come back into the workforce and I wasn't sure if I was ready to come in full time. Uh, but after about a month of uh, returning as chief marketing officer for a tech company here, I realized how energized I was and how much fun I was having. And I really liked getting up and getting dressed and going into work and working with these wonderful young people and learning um, all kinds of new technologies and tools. So that was my reentry. And then uh, as I returned, I felt that there were a lot of women in my community here in uh, Silicon Valley area who wanted to do exactly what I did, but they didn't know where to start. And that was the catalyst for, uh, I, I called four very good friends who I respected and, and who all were in the same boat of looking at empty nests and said, you know, do you want to help? Uh, help these women return to work. And there's so many things that are intimidating about today's workplace, um, primarily all the new technologies that exist, uh, whether it's you know needing a LinkedIn profile or understanding oh, all so the collaborative. Yes. It, it, everything's different. I mean, I, I, I'm embarrassed to say now that I did not understand why people were putting uh, events on my calendar or meetings on my calendar without consulting me. And then it, it hit me. Oh my gosh, they can look at my calendar because <laughs> when oh, I stopped wow. out, we didn't have yeah. shared collaborative tools. like. And, uh, you know, now we use Google docs and Google sheets and slides and calendars and Slack, uh, all these new video technologies. Uh, you know, I'd never sent a tweet, even though I had a background in marketing. So there was a lot of intimidating, uh, technologies that I wasn't familiar with. And so that was the genesis of the reboot Excel program that we started. It was really to help women, uh, feel more current, connected and confident to return to their, uh, to, to work. And you take women um, for, who've been out for how long? Is there a limit to how long they've been out? There is no limit. And in fact, I'd say 20% or so of the women who have come through our program, and we've had a, over a thousand women here in uh, Silicon Valley, Chicago, Seattle, uh, actually have never paused their careers. And they simply have been in the workforce, but have not had a chance to uh, rev their LinkedIn profile, for instance, or they, you know, they, they've had their heads down, they've been working, and they don't understand a lot of these uh, new technologies. So about 20%, you know, have never paused. And the rest of them, uh, I'd say have paused anywhere from two years to we've had women who've paused over 20. Wow. And the reason that I'd say if there's two key reasons people want to resume their careers, one is about 25% are going through a major life transition. Uh, that's either widowhood, divorce, uh, you know, maybe they had health issues and they needed to pause, but they now, uh, you know, need the income or they need the benefits uh, for their children mm -hmm. and themselves. Um, and the rest, I'd say, are... You know what they what they tell us is that for about twenty years, you know, for whatever t period of time, their uh, purpose was their children, and now their purpose has left the house, and they don't know what to do next. And so we right. have a lot of programs to help them with discernment because so many, uh, you know, want to resume careers or or do something what they that they find meaningful, but they don't know where to start. 
And uh, so one of our big messages to them is to think about what they can do. Uh, I mean, what they want to do, not just what they can do, because many of them had careers that they don't necessarily want to return in that same capacity. And so how does someone find you? Do you deal strictly with the sort of West Coast, mid-Midwest group? Or can anybody, I mean, are, are, do you, are your programs geared towards Silicon Valley mentality? Or is it really anybody who's interested in anything who would come to you? Yeah, it started definitely West Coast based and we had Apple come in and, you know, it was funny because our first class, we had 60 women in our class and uh, it, it was covered by the Wall Street Journal. And it was funny because it looked like an ad for Apple. You know, everyone had Apple laptops. And Hilarious. then when we opened uh, some classes in Seattle and Chicago, you know, it was very much PC-based and Microsoft-based. And so we've we've started to tailor classes uh, depending on, you know, the region. But we also have a product called Reboot Kickstart, which is a free online program for anybody, anywhere, <laughs> who wants to uh, really reinvigorate their career. And it's, it's four modules starting with discernment because, again, so many of these women don't know where to start. And I say women because it's pretty much been women, but we got two calls last week from men. And we are uh -huh. very much, uh, you know, here for men and women. Um, tends to be women who have paused careers and want to return. However, that seems to be changing. So that's great. That's actually and, great news. I like the idea that men might be pausing as well. <laughs> They are. In fact, I was with a, a, a number of senior women uh, a few weeks ago, and six of them around me all had husbands who were at home with their children. So wow, I do think there's, uh, and, and I'm going to uh, speak in a class next week at the Stanford Business School on work and family. And it's over, uh, I'd say almost half men every year in the class. And the, the, real, the questions are about how do you navigate uh, dual careers and children. And it's great that people are starting to think about this before they get into it, before they even, you know, are married, a lot of them, because I think, uh, I, I think it's a different world than, uh, you know, I'm 55. I think when I, you know, had my careers, it was a different kind of relationship than a lot of young couples are experiencing now. Yeah, I definitely sense that it's changing and for the better. So Absolutely. people will come to you and give me an idea of specifically what the courses are. So if somebody who's listening is thinking about this, is it, are these live courses? Are they, I, I know you have the Kickstarter, which is anybody can get it for free online and that gets you going. And then what happens? Exactly. Do I join? What, what, what happens? Yeah. Well, we have a number of options for engaging. So the, if you go to our website, which is rebootaccel.com, and there's a menu tab called online training, and that's where you access Kickstart, and we will send you all 20 modules. Uh, it's a combination of worksheets, accountability, resources, videos, uh, really to help think through uh, your career. And, and it starts with discernment and, you know, we encourage you to do a strength finders test um, and then all the way through the how to prepare for the interview, developing your 30 second elevator pitch, 
questions that you'll probably be asked in the interviews. We go through video technologies that are frequently used for interviews today. Oh, yes. Uh, My son told me all about that. He didn't even get to see anybody until the third interview, which I thought was so weird. It's well, and now my daughter uh, is working at Airbnb and she had to submit for many of her interviews a video uh, of herself answering questions, not speaking with anyone on the other oh end of the line. God. So it's oh, it's very, crazy. It's very different. And even uh, we teach women, you know, what to wear for the video interview yes. and you know, does not, I mean, you know, how to best prepare where to look in the camera because you don't want to look like you're oh my God, uh, looking down. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know, some of them are uh, requiring portfolios now and many of our women don't know, you know, what that is even. So, so for some of the more creative roles. Uh, so we really do everything to get them to feel confident to return. And and that's probably the biggest thing we hear from our um, women is that uh, they may have, you know, two thirds of graduate degrees and a decade of work experience. But for some reason, when, when women or probably men as well, aren't paid for what they do, their yeah. confidence erodes very of quickly. Course. Of course, I understand that. So what is the biggest fear that you're helping women overcome? What do you hear are the biggest barriers to even getting back out there? Is it the technology? Is it, I don't really have a focus on what it is I want to do. I just want to do something. What is the it, biggest hurdle? It's, uh, it's a combination. I would say the, the crux of everyone who comes through our program is a lack of confidence. And oh, that okay. can all... Uh, be many different factors. Some of them say, you know, who would hire me? They feel that uh, uh, people look at them as a little bit of a dinosaur and and incapable of learning. One of the first things we teach women is the importance of a growth mindset. And that's based on Carol Dweck's body of work. She's a Stanford uh, professor who has written a great book. And it talks about how we need to have a, a growth mindset or a lifelong learning uh, attitude to constantly learn and grow uh, in your career. And it's very important today, no matter who you are, if you're 20 or 60, uh, to be willing to learn new things all the time. And yeah. uh, you, you, know, you just won't have a successful career unless you're willing to do that. So what we do is we de demystify all these uh, technologies that are often the hurdle for women returning to the workplace because they just uh, feel like they're they're too far behind. So I'd say the the demystification of the workplace tools combined with they get in a room with 20, 30, 40 other women just like themselves, and all of a sudden there's this aha moment like I'm not alone. Right. And we, we always feature a returner panel of some of our successful alums who have landed jobs. And that is one of the favorite uh, events of our classes because they realize that, that they're not alone and that, that they could do it. They see other women who've done it. Um, one of my favorite stories, we had a woman who had paused her career for 16 years, raised two children who are now in uh, high school. 
And she interviewed for a job at uh, JetBlue Technology Ventures. She was one of nine candidates and the only one who had uh, paused her career. And the hiring manager was in her 50s and a woman and hired uh, our candidate out of these nine, nine. And when I talked to her about why she chose her, she said, well, I just wanted somebody who, you know, had maturity and experience and some wisdom and some critical thinking skills and could handle herself uh, with, you know, the, the clients they were working with. And she said, I just wanted somebody who could get the job done. And she has been a huge success in the three years she's been there. Uh, wow. They've hired a few more of our returners. And uh, so more and more people are starting to see the value of bringing somebody in with a little bit of uh, experience and, and some of that um, I say maturity, although my team doesn't like when I use that word because <laughs> they right. think it sounds old. But they, they do have maturity that uh, I think is increasingly recognized by employers. And the other thing I'd mention is not only do we have the training programs, uh, either in person or uh, online, but we also have a job board, and that is free to access for anyone. And again, you go to our website, rebootxl.com, A-C-C-E-L, and then there's a tab that says jobs. And if you go on there, we have jobs all over the country that are uh, designed for women who uh, have paused careers. They, they are very open to hiring this demographic and, and can, you know, see the benefit of bringing somebody in with that kind of experience. So I would encourage your listeners to check that out. That's awesome. What about money? What is the expectation for somebody who's been out for 16 years? Are you starting out as assistant level if you had worked for 10 years in the past? What is the expectation? Are you starting out from the yeah, very bottom? It, Are you in a mid rung Or is it just individual a, on, on you? It's a great question. And it's uh, one, we also always feature a uh, HR panel. And that's one of the first questions asked is, how do I value myself if I've been out of the workforce for 15 years? Uh, right. And there's quite a bit of research on this. There is typically a penalty to be paid for, uh, you know, financially for pausing your career. And there are some different resources that I've come across that suggest, you know, with every year you pause, it, the penalty is greater. What we uh, encourage women to do, because typically we found that when they are hired, the hiring manager is surprised by, you know, how much they bring to the table and how quickly they get up to speed and, and really have an impact. So what we encourage women to do is to, you know, if, they, if they're not starting at a salary that they feel uh, is merited to renegotiate in four to six months and to, you know, we have a negotiation module of how to prepare for that conversation around your salary. And, uh, you know, we also tell them when they're negotiating for their initial job to think through what is that job worth? Um, not, not so much what were you paid 15 years ago, but right. what are you bringing to the table? What is that job? And, you know, the other reality is for certain positions, uh, and let's take marketing, you know, the marketing world's changed. It's it's all digital now, and right. one needs to understand how to, you know, read the, the, um, the analytics 
And so there might be a learning curve or communications, you know, it's social media now. And Mm -hmm. we have quite a few women who come back and and do returnships with us to get up to speed in social media. And uh, fortunately, a few of them have launched very successful careers specifically in social media after going through our program and working with us for six months. Now, when you talk about a returnship, is that the internship that's for free for people who want to return? Is that what you mean? Yes. So, uh, so uh, Carol Cohen has done a great job, uh, uh, really, you know, helping companies identify this returnship opportunity. What it is, it's like an internship for returners, and that was a. Uh, a word that was coined by Goldman Sachs. I think it's become a, a bit more ubiquitous, but I do want to credit them for for coming up with it. And a lot of hiring managers uh, are a little bit skeptical of bringing yeah. back somebody who's paused careers. So yeah. returnships are a safer way to uh, allow somebody to you know come in for three or four months and get their feet wet, and then. Uh, it's a mutual, you know, is this going to convert to a full-time position? And Carol has told me that 50 to 90% of these do convert. So, uh, you know, I think for the most part, people have a really positive experience. We have the returnship I was referring to is our, for Reboot um, Excel for our own program. We have about seven women right now who are doing returnships for us. And they are, uh, kind of rebooting their skill sets and and then we help them land jobs. And uh, aside from one who over the three years who decided after working with us for about three months that she actually wasn't ready to go back and it was too much of a strain on her household and her children and getting meals on the table, et cetera, the rest have all uh, effectively catalyzed their careers and they're all over whether they're working at Stanford University or Udemy or Deloitte, they've uh, relaunched careers. So it's really exciting to see that. Yeah, no one. And I know we've talked about, I'm going to post on your job board because I would love to have a woman of experience, I'll call her that, um, mm-hmm. who could come be an intern at Covey Club and you know I can teach her the digital stuff. But it would be wonderful to have somebody who has the point of view of the membership that I am recruiting. Whereas some some of the 20-year-olds who I bring in as college interns or whatever get it, but some of them don't. So the hard part is you have all those wonderful older women who get the point of view, who get the voice and all that, but don't have the you know, don't have the digital experience. So I think that's a exactly. really very smart idea. Mm-hmm. What a, yeah, what I, I look forward comment. to posting your job because I'm confident we will find you some uh, great candidates. Great. Anybody listening, go to their job board. <laughs> and, and <laughs> let's let's so get your I'm job gonna, up I'm first. Gonna, <laughs> I'm going to give that to you shortly. So let's talk a little bit about reinventing themselves. What are the other things that are required in reinvention? So beyond just the the video and you tell them, you teach them where to look and how to dress themselves. Um, What has changed about the visual presentation that women must do today? Does it depend on your industry? I mean, do you have discussions about when your makeup and you have to do with your clothes or how detailed? Absolutely. 
we have a Facebook discussion group with uh, quite a few members. And I'd say one of the very popular questions is how do I dress for the interview? Uh, people, especially here in the West Coast and Silicon Valley, you know, it's a much more casual right. work work environment than uh, certainly when most of our women paused. You know, I had the, the, the navy blue suit with the white, you know, uh, bow tie <laughs> blouse right. and the, right. the pumps. And right. uh, that is certainly not not today's dress standard. Um, we're working with one company right now. It's a, a smaller, uh, not a startup, but a little closer to a startup. And I was working with the head of HR, and we're trying to find some uh, some candidates for them right now. And her big concern, she was about 35, is that, you know, will these women feel comfortable working near in an open environment without cubes or without offices uh, next to a ping pong table. Right. <laughs> so we had uh, some conversations with some of the candidates that we placed in front of them to make sure that they were comfortable with that. Uh, the surprising thing is most people relish it. And, you know, it's funny, my daughter at Airbnb, they don't have uh, any dedicated desk. It's all virtual. And so she'll go in and her biggest decision each day is where to go work. And sometimes, you know, Brian Chesky will park himself right next to her and he, the CEO of Airbnb, because that's the, the type of environment that um, most of these, these people are returning to, at least here in Silicon Valley. So we definitely prepare them. In fact, we had a, a fun road show we did in the fall last year where we we went to six different companies who hosted our classes, and those included Facebook, LinkedIn, SurveyMonkey, Visa, uh, JetBlue, and uh, Walmart e-commerce center. Um, and we did that in part so that the companies could see this amazing, accomplished pool of talent, but also so that our women could see what today's workplaces look like. And uh, I think they really had fun going to all these different workplaces and, and um, indulging in the free lunches and <laughs> all the uh, the cappuccinos. And, you know, at least here, there's a lot of perks that are offered now uh, with these companies that, you know, it's, it's a whole new workplace. Yeah. And I have to say, I love it. I'm like, so like I've, I'm, I've sold almost all my corporate clothes on the real, real. And I get kind of annoyed if I can't wear my sneakers and jeans to an event now. It's like it's gotten to that I'm, point. Uh, I'm like, in my jeans today. It is. It is a much more comfortable way to work. Oh, and I'm like, I'm an entrepreneur. I am not wearing that dress except for you know a special event. And then a friend exactly. of mine and I were presenting out at South by Southwest um, a month ago. And she's an entrepreneur as well. And we were talking about our title of our presentation was the $40 trillion market marketers overlook. And when I said, you know, what should I wear? She said, don't get overdressed. That's too old lady. <laughs> it was like, you know, you're right. <laughs> and it's funny. the divide has really come down. And I look at some of my old peers who are still out there in their little sheath dresses and their you know, high heels. And I think, wow, like you're a gen, you're, you're sort of marking yourself as a different generation. That's not what's happening anymore. And it's really had, quite different. It's more relaxed even here on the East coast. Yeah. Well, we had one woman who finally landed a job after a grueling six month 
uh, search and a very talented woman with great, you know, credentials and whatnot and presented herself well. But she was interviewing with all these young tech companies and she came back and she was on our panel and her advice, she said, don't wear a dress. <laughs> she felt yeah. that dresses age you. And, uh, you know, certainly you want to dress appropriately for your age and appropriately for the company's culture. But, you know, if, if you don't want to look older than your years, um, you know, it's, it's something to be very cognizant uh, of when you go in for the interview. I hate, to, I hate to say it, but I was a dress fanatic because it's very easy to get yourself pulled together very quickly. It's one piece. You don't have to think about it. And I've come to that conclusion, too, that you should not be wearing a dress. It's too difficult to keep a dress from looking old and pants and a top of some sort or um, some kind of jacket over jeans and a sweater or a T-shirt is way better to go in this less formal um, kind of world that we're living in. So we I'm, have a few wardrobe consultants that we work with, and and one of our more popular sessions we have uh, in some cities a group called Reboot Connect, where we have twice a month um, meetups, continuing education workshop. And some of our more popular sessions are around wardrobes, and we bring in wardrobe consultants, and uh, it's really fun to see how you can create, you know, great looking, youthful outfits that are comfortable and a little bit more casual. So absolutely interesting. What about hair and makeup? Do you work on that as well? What do you tell women about makeup? What do you tell them about hair? Yeah, you know, really, we tell them it's about authenticity. And you want to look and feel your best and whatever that is for you. And if that's no makeup, then that's how you should go. If, you know, I, it, it's, uh, it's good to have an honest opinion. Somebody who might tell you that, you know, a, a more youthful hairstyle might behoove you. Um, but, you know, ultimately, you want a job that in which there's a culture fit, and, right. you know, if, if you're a certain person that is not going to work with a bunch of 28-year-olds in a very, you know, youthful, dynamic culture, then uh, there's probably a better match out there for you. So, you know, we really just encourage women to, you know, we, we work on their confidence and getting over this imposter syndrome, which so many women <laughs> struggle with. You know, they're not good enough. They're a fraud. They're going to be found out. They won't be hired. We we encourage them to look at what are the skill sets that you develop during your pause for which nobody paid you, but that are really valuable uh, for a future employer. So, for right. instance, we have women who have run you know fifty plus person volunteer organizations at their school. We encourage them to look at that role and say, you know, what are all the skills that you develop doing that? Leadership, budgeting, event planning. Right. I would argue that it is more challenging to manage volunteers than oh, people who are way, getting paychecks. Way more challenging. <laughs> yeah, and because they have no, no reason to show up uh, <laughs> other than, you know, that, that you have to create a meaningful role for them. Um, so how do you take those skill sets and convince a future employer that that's what you have to bring to the party? And, um, you know, forget whether you were paid or not. It really doesn't matter. 
And what adjustments, Diane, do women have to do with their families as they go through this and their partners to say they're not alone, that they're not coming back because they're widowed or divorced or whatever? What do they, do they have to get buy-in from their families? Is there a, I mean, have you seen things that succeed or don't succeed based on that or? Yes, it's a great question. And there's definitely a mix. There are uh, women who tell us, and I've experienced this myself, um, that their marriage is strengthened and their family life is strengthened as a result of them uh, working. Their kids have a little more uh, independence and account you know, accountability for their own lunches or, or commuting or whatnot. Um, you know, typically a spouse needs to step up and help out a little bit more. Um, a lot of these women feel that they have a, uh, you know, kind of a new interesting lease on life and something to talk about when, you know, they get home. And, and so for a lot of them, it's been a really positive thing in their family life. Uh, you know, some definitely recognize that there, there are struggles, you know, they're not around as much, they're not as accessible, they're not home making the meals. And so uh, the family life does change. Um, I will tell you that my daughters who are in their 20s, you know, constantly applaud me for returning to my career. And I think for them, it's, it's uh, motivating to see that you can have different seasons where you step in, step out. Um, I'm hopeful that they will never have to totally step out as I did or to get back in once you've totally um, stepped out. But I, I just think there's a lot more options available now. And technology has made uh, flexible and remote work possible. So uh, I think it's really encouraging. What percentage of the women go back to that kind of remote work? I'd say uh, roughly a third. The, the way our demographic breaks down, about a third are going back to full-time careers. Uh, roughly a third are doing something part-time. And we had a, a woman who worked part-time uh, for a small startup as a uh, in-house legal, and just was hired full time at Facebook. So we're thrilled whenever uh, some of these companies where the average age is 28 are looking at our talent pool and saying, "Wow, this is this is somebody we want to bring on board." Um, and then I'd say the other third are interested in doing something entrepreneurial. And uh -huh. we have an entrepreneur boot camp that we've developed with some uh, some folks over at Stanford. And, and uh, we help women who have an idea that they want to bring to life. Uh, for some of them, it's, it's in the area of social impact, uh, maybe mental health or uh, refugees. For others, it's uh, they've resumed careers or, or, you know, hung their shingle to uh, do college counseling or resume consulting or, you know, uh, legal help, careers that they, they may have uh, done before, but now they want to manage their time. They want to, uh, you know, have a little more flexibility over their schedule. They can work from home. So it's, it's a real mix. Great. So in closing, this has been such a great conversation, Diane, because I, I really feel like we've, you've got something very tangible that um, my listeners can just log on um, to Reboot Excel, A-C-E-L-L, -L, right? Uh, no, A-C-C-E-L.com. A-C-C-E-L. Sorry, my bad. So I'm a terrible speller in general. 
Um, no problem. But they can, they can log on and they can actually access all your stuff very easily and get involved with you. Beyond that, do you have two sort of very concrete pointers that anybody who's listening today who's thinking like, God, I should do this. I don't, I don't know where to start. I don't know, you know, like what, what's that thing that gets you over the starting line um, that can move you to actually say, now's the time, do it. Yes. Well, I would give two, two pointers. One, develop your 30-second elevator pitch. And what that, we have in our Kickstart program some great templates on how to do that. But it's really important to be able to, you know, quickly articulate who you are, what you bring to the table, and what you're seeking. And oddly enough, that's one of the hardest things for our women. They, you know, they, we actually have them do introductions and they have to keep it to 30 seconds and then we hit the gong because <laughs> they have to learn how to quickly do that. And for some, you know, it's easy to start talking about their kids or their divorce or their, you know, life at home. That's, we just tell them that's not what the employer wants to hear. The employer wants to hear what can you bring to me <laughs> and what are your, so we, we really, I would encourage them to work on a 30 second pitch um, and then start using it and start networking. Most of our women, I'd guess 85% or more are landing jobs through their network. And it might be a parent at school. It might be somebody you're sitting with at the uh, football game. And, you know, you, you start having a conversation. You say, yeah, you know, when they ask you what's new, hey, I'm, I'm looking at reentering the workplace and I want to use my skills in X, Y, and Z. And I'm interested in healthcare. And then to have an ask, you know, do you, do you know anyone who might be hiring? And what we're finding is that when you start to put yourself out there and start to re-nurture your professional network, uh, jobs start showing up. So those oh, would be my two, my two suggestions. That's wonderful. Well, Diane, that, those are great topics to end on. And, you know, it's funny, the 85%, I believe, is the same number that's out there in terms of people in general today are getting their jobs based on networking and not through sending their resumes into a job board or into LinkedIn and never hearing back. It's something around 85% exactly. is all done by person to person, somebody who knows you. So that's yeah. very interesting. It all fits. So thank you so much for taking the time today, Diane. And I'm really excited about our event, which will be May 8th out in uh, Silicon Valley and Menlo Park. And they can log on. And, and you say the log on, so I don't mess it up. <laughs> okay. Reboot Excel, A-C-C-E-L dot com. And uh, thank you for all you're doing for helping women over 40 reinvent themselves where I'm so excited about the possibilities for uh, women to have impact throughout their entire life. So thanks for all you're doing too. Absolutely. Thanks, Diane. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this great CoveyCast with Diane Flynn. She is so primed to get you back into the workforce if that's what you're looking for. And obviously, if you already have, um, if you're already working, she even has tools for you there. 
So get on it. There are no excuses. Thank you for visiting with us. And if you like the CoveyCast, please leave us a review. That's so important for other women to find us. And subscribe so you can follow us. And you don't have to come back every single time. It'll pop up uh, right there for you. Thank you for joining us. And come join the Covey Club at theCoveyClub.com. Follow us on Facebook and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Have a great day. Talk to you next week.